This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Baseball money is fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking up, hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddog.com slash pool. That's B-I-R-D-D-O-G-S dot com slash P-O-O-L. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake, a fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Week 11 is here, and me and Ryan are back to talk some more baseball i have been waiting for this it has been a busy ass couple of weeks so it feels good to get back here for our monday show but as always ryan gilbert is here with me as well how you doing today ryan i'm doing good we're, we're hitting that crux of the fancy baseball season here getting the middle of june gonna be july soon i get the mlb trade rumors going up i get fancy baseball trade talk going so it's a great time to be a baseball fan even if it's a uh, pouring rain here in philadelphia right now I swear, uh, not to do weather talk, but my weather and your weather always seem to be opposite because it's like 88 degrees here today. Hot as hell. Still in a long sleeve because I am blessed to have air conditioning in every room of my house. And so my house is a cool like 68 degrees or something like that. You can see it right here above my shoulder. And my girlfriend Mm -hmm. likes to turn it off every day and it drives me nuts because it gets so hot in here so quick. But one thing before we start, I want to make sure you guys are aware. Me and Ryan did start our sub stack so that we can start putting out more content to you guys. We love the places that we write for currently. I love writing for fantasy pros, SGPN, all those kinds of places. But sometimes it is nice to have your own platform where you can create your own content and write whatever the hell you want, whenever the hell you want. Uh, and me and Ryan are doing that over at fakebaseball.substack.com. Uh, we're going to be putting rankings up there, all kinds of articles, deep dives on some stuff, and going to sprinkle in some uh, extra podcast episodes for the subscribers as well. So make sure you go check that out and make sure you give us a follow on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Follow Five Star Rating and on YouTube. We appreciate it greatly. Yeah, but and, it is. And oh, yeah. Let us know what you want to see on there, like what extra mm-hmm. bonus episodes, what kind of bonus stuff. I'm going to try to start doing a uh, stream mode best uh streamable pitchers for hopefully every day but probably just once or twice a week on there put some like home run props for dinner tuesday hopefully maybe some pitcher props so yeah definitely check out the uh the sub stack there get subscribed it's free costs you nothing so helps the show there also helps the show to leave us a uh, five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts. you go to sg.pn slash fake baseball or spotify is sg.pn slash fake baseball s uh yeah turn on those auto downloads as well and get those uh reviews in yeah, we're going to be putting out a lot of content. I know for me, my baseball brain's always working. And as much as I love podcasting and letting you guys hear my voice talk about baseball, writing is still my favorite thing in the entire world. So 
any chance I get to write about anything, especially baseball, is my favorite. And so please be on the lookout for those coming soon. And like again, subscribe. It's easy. There's a paid subscription. There's a free subscription. Whatever you want. Just anything goes a long way towards helping us continue to do what we love to do. Uh, but speaking of things that we love, it's waiver wire season, baby. At least on a Monday, it's waiver wire season for week 11. I mean, I, the talk of the baseball town is Ellie De La Cruz. And I know like when I wrote my waiver wire article, I the first thing I said was I'm not writing about Ellie De La Cruz because at this point, if you, you need can. one of us yeah. to tell you about him, you're already behind. Like, it, So he just is automatically counted out of all of this waiver wire talk. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about him last week, how there's still, if, if he's out there, pick him up. If you can trade for him, trade for him. Try to get the rookie of the year bets in. But yeah, I mean, he's been on fire. I think he has a hit in every game so far. So mm-hmm. yeah, he just continues to prove that he looks like the real deal. I mean, it's only been a week or two. So it's only been, yeah, a, a week uh, on tomorrow, his call up. So I, I finally was able to put him in, in, in my weekly league on a <laughs> SGPN league. So happy to have that. But yeah, uh, yeah, Decruz, LA Daily Cruz. I didn't realize how Corbin Carroll is just killing it in the yeah. NL Rookie of the Year race. So he, he might be tough to catch. But if Daily Cruz continues to play like this, I think Ella, Ellie has a uh, good chance. Yeah, I think if anybody's going to catch him, it's going to be Ellie. Other than that, it's going to be nobody. Corbin Carroll is playing out of his mind and Ellie has looked like exactly what we all thought he was going to be like it's very rare that a player gets so hyped up in the minors and gets called it to the major leagues and then produces exactly how you expected them to produce Uh, his uh, his speed ratings just registered on StatCast and I think his average sprint speed is 30.4 feet per second which is like fourth best in baseball or fifth best in baseball and eight of his 12 competitive runs have gone for or nine of his 12 have gone for over 30 feet per second which 30 feet per second is the mark that Statcast has notated as the elite speed threshold and he's six five which is just fucking absurd i get to put him in my weekly league this week as well i had a little bit of a log jam at the middle infield position and so I ended up trading Matt McClain this morning. I got Tristan McKenzie, which I was pretty happy about. And that gives me a chance to put Ellie in because I had McClain, who was McClain, Ellie De La Cruz, Tyro Estrada, and Jose Altuve. And I could only play three of them. All four of them are too good to be on the bench. So it was one of those things where if I got to sit one, I'm just going to trade them. And McClain was the odd man out. Doesn't mean he sucks. He's just the odd man out. Yeah, my client's still pretty good. But uh, yeah, let's get into this waiver wire thing here. Someone who has not been on my radar whatsoever, and I actually just picked up in, in my uh, 12-team league here, is Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson oh. returned from the injured list uh, last week. He hit two home runs on Sunday, including a McCovey um, Clove splash there, I'm pretty sure. Uh, not playing tonight against the lefty, but uh, Jock Peterson, he had, what's that, six straight batted balls over 100 miles per hour a few more in the game before that like he, he's killing the ball right now we know he has the power so in in my power league i'm, I'm loading up on him i had a free roster spot with um i forgot who went on the aisle with someone on the aisle i picked him up he has seven home runs in 32 games that's on pace for 35 home runs over the course of the entire season so 
hitting 282. I expect that to come down a bit, but maybe not too much because he hit 274 last year with an 874 OPS. So uh, Giants are in St. Louis and against the Do- uh, in LA against the Dodgers this weekend. So I, I think Peterson rostered in 30% of Yahoo leagues could see a, an uptick here in this coming week. Yeah, I love him. I have him in uh, on my TGFBI team. I know he's hit the IL twice this year, which I think turned a lot of people off to him because that's a lot for early in the season. But Chalk has always had power, and he still has power. Uh, in his last 16 games, he's got five home runs and 14 RBIs. So it's pretty damn good. And for as not that great as the Giants are, they still have a, a respectable lineup. Like him, Tyro Estrada, Mikey Stramski, those guys are actually – like they're – they're good. They put up runs and Jock is built to hit for power in that lineup. I know I left Mitch Hanniger out of that little player <laughs> shout out, but I love Mitch. I miss him in a Mariners uniform, but he's not, he's not doing the thing this year, but yeah, Jock is a great one. Uh, he's, he's one of those guys that should be owned in like 75% of leagues or more. And he's just not, I, I don't so, know that high, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say that high <laughs> when he's healthy. When he's healthy, he should be because the power is there and the power is legitimate. And the one thing that he has managed to do over the years is his K rate isn't it that high. One of the knocks that people seem to use for him all the time is that his strikeout rate is like, yeah, he hits a lot of home runs, but he strikes out a lot. He's one of the the true three outcome guys. No, 21% strikeout rate this year, 23 last year, 24 the year before, 24.6 year before that. He gets on base. Um, yeah, and there's a, a another Peterson over in Oakland. Jace Peterson is uh, eligible at second base, third base, and outfield in Yahoo. Uh, he's been picked up a lot, rostered in 8% of leagues, so he's still widely available out there. Um, I'm not sure why he's being picked up so, so often. Uh, I don't know if you have any any read on him. Uh, it was because, would he just go like five for five with two home runs the other day, I think it was? Yeah, five yeah, for five, uh, two home yeah. runs, five RBIs. That was last Tuesday, though. I know, but in the world of fantasy baseball, if somebody does that, they become the hot new thing that everybody's clamoring to pick up. Not everybody's clamoring to pick him up. He is somebody that's kind of proven his worth in previous years. He's not that great. So, but I mean, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. So it's one of those scenarios. They also had, I can't even remember his name off the top of my head. Oakland had that rookie that, second baseman to hit three home runs in a game earlier in the year and he's back in triple a right now so shit happens in the weird world of the oakland athletics i don't think jace peterson is worth a roster spot outside of like 15 team or deeper leagues or probably not even that like i I was shocked to see so many people picking him up I was like trying he, to find a world he, where he's not going to go five for five with two home runs again you, you missed the no. boat on him <laughs> if, you, if you happen to have him for that one game congratulations yeah, that would likely be the only time in his career. In his life. Only time in his life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, this episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures, maybe that LA Daily Cruise bet. Without tying up your bankroll for months, double down on a favorite bet you like or create a middle or hedge opportunity. EdgeBoost isn't some sleazy loan shark. They charge zero interest. They can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, and monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place. 
So support Baseball Money is Fake. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Blake. So uh, I-, I just threw out two Petersons there. <laughs> Who you got for me? Uh, one I want to ask you if you took the leap and picked up would be Gary Sanchez. He's hit his way into some form of fantasy relevance. I mean, since joining San Diego, he's hitting 256 with two doubles, five home runs, and 12 RBIs in like 11 games, 10 games. It's like he, he's been doing well, but his, do you think this can continue or is <laughs> did we already miss the hot streak on Gary? I mean, you probably missed the hot streak. It was great to see him, you know, hitting homers after the Mets dropped him there. But, um, yeah, uh, you, you probably missed the boat on Gary Sanchez. This is what he's going to be. He'll put up some home runs. He's hitting 245 right now. That's probably way too high for him. But I always thought Gary Sanchez was better than people made him out to be. Maybe that's just based off his early career, 33 home mm-hmm. run season, 34 home run season, 2019. Because yeah, since then, he hasn't hasn't been too great. Um, yeah, he, he's a catcher. If you're like, if you don't have a steady catcher, pick him up. See if you can ride a hot streak. But otherwise, I wouldn't really go pay too much for him yeah i i didn't either san diego seems to be really good at grabbing these old kind of i don't want to call them washed up but like older guys that can't really find a home anywhere else that can come hit a couple home runs for them in a few games and like nelson cruz matt carpenter nelson Cru- nelson uh, that, that's Nelson Cruz is one of the players that I just com- completely whiffed on <laughs> in the preseason. I, I was I was like, okay, going to San Diego, rejuvenated start there, great great lineup, and he's just done nothing. Uh, another guy that I have, uh, I picked him up in multiple leagues. He was one of my favorite pickups this week. Uh, he was on my deep league additions last week, and now he's graduated to my everybody pick him up, please. Now would be Joey Weimer out in Milwaukee. So I need to preface this by saying, yes, I'm aware that he is like, oh, for his last 13 or something like that. But even taking that into account, in Joey Weimer's last 12 games, he's hitting 341 with a 449 on base percentage, five doubles, three home runs, three stolen bases. He has six barrels in 12 games. That's a 22% barrel rate, a 59% hard hit rate, and his average exit velocity is 94 miles an hour. So, and he has 92nd percentile sprint speed. He's somebody that uh, was always kind of touted for his speed. And people mentioned his power, but we hadn't really seen it. You know, he had 70 grade power, according to, to Fangrass, 70 grade power, 70 grade speed. And it looks like the power is here. And if it is, that's a 2020 player that is very readily available. Fantrax is only like 56% of the leagues. I think Yahoo was 28%, and ESPN yep. was like 12%. So, yep. 25% on Yahoo. I, I don't think I can get on the Joe, Joe Weimer train just, just yet. But yeah, looking more at his minor league numbers numbers last year, he had 21 home runs in 127 games. Year before at A ball, he had 27 home runs in 109 games. So the power is there. You said he had the, the 70 grade there, which is obviously obviously great. Eight home runs in 64 games. So yeah, I expect about 20. I don't know. Nothing, just nothing excites me about him. <laughs> like he can be like a fourth outfielder for me, but like, I'm like, oh, Joey Weimer, got to go out and get him. I could be wrong. Yeah. I, I could be very wrong, but like, that's just my my first reaction right now. 
Yeah, I I mean, I wrote it knowing damn well that he was over 13 when I wrote it. I knew that. But against uh, Oakland, too. Against Oakland. I know. Oh, for the but, series. I mean, their whole team shit the bet against Oakland. And so I, I'm just kind of trying to write that up. I want to see how he bounces back from that. If he comes back and has a couple good games this week, that hot streak could very well continue. We've seen guys before that got off to slowish starts. That were fairly, I mean, he wasn't even like a super highly touted prospect. I think he was a top 100 prospect, but he wasn't like like an otherworldly Ellie De La Cruz style prospect. We've seen guys like that get off to a slow start and then just something clicks. Like just for whatever reason, out of nowhere, something clicks. And even if the hot streak doesn't continue, guys like Joey Weimer, like if, if, if the hot streak's way up here, they just cool down to like one notch below it. And that's just their pace for the year. And it's a really fantasy relevant pace Mm -hmm. yeah we'll see if he can bounce back and someone that has bounced back to i'm considering picking him up is a jack sawinski of the pittsburgh pirates um yes uh he had four straight batter balls over 102 six of his past eight have gone over 100 eight of his past 10 like he's killing the ball right now his expected woba over the past 50 plate appearances on fan graphs or baseball savant is just going straight up barrel percentage he's pretty much bright red like he he has the tools it's just a matter of putting it together and i think the biggest thing for him is pretty much remaining consistent like finding consistency because he mm-hmm. was hot for a bit and then he, then he got cold people dropped him only rostered in 23 percent of leagues now and he's picking it back up two two home runs in that series against the mets so we'll see if he can keep it up going on the road yeah that's kind of been the story of Sawinski's career so far is the hot and cold streaks he goes from very hot to very cold so a lot like what we talked about with Joey Gallo, I think Sawinski might be in the camp of you just got to monitor. Like if you want to roster him, if you want to pick him up, if you want to put him in your starting lineup, you got to monitor when he goes hot and when he goes cold and kind of just work with like work through it. Like know when to bench him, know when to drop him. Uh, he's having a good June though. Very reminiscent to that uh, March and April where he, uh, he didn't necessarily break out, but six home runs. He hit 279 in March, April. So far in June, he's hitting 273 with a pair of home runs and a double in seven games four rbis scored nine runs in those seven games so there's a lot to like there uh and again he's 24 and things could just click for him and continue to go but he is very streaky but the hot streak seems like it's starting for him right now so this seems like the perfect time to jump back on that sawinski hype train yeah, and uh, something else I want to mention, I pointed them out in my uh, Fantasy Baseball Closer Watch on Sports Gamer Podcast. Make sure you check the website. Make sure you check that out. I got published uh, this morning. A.J. Minter has two saves in the last Ooh. four games for the Braves to give up, I believe, a home run in, in his most recent outing. But Iglesias has been fine. Iglesias, maybe they're just trying to not pitch him too much, especially with such a such a big lead there in the NL mm-hmm. East over the Marlins in second place. So Minter someone you could pick up his ratios aren't great he's got good strikeouts he's been good recently so if you're looking for some some cheap saves maybe uh some holds here and there i think mentor grab him while you can yeah i like that one i like cheap saves because sometimes they can be hard to come by so any chance you get to grab a few cheap saves especially in category and roto leagues where Mm -hmm. they count the most you should definitely do that it's harder in points leagues but and the other league types are definitely worth it and someone like uh, like Mentor on the some, like a team like the Braves, I don't mind picking up that handcuff option because there are mm-hmm. going to be a plenty of they're going to get plenty of wins, plenty of save opportunities for Iglesias. So Mentor still get his decent, decently fair share. All right, somebody that I want to point out. So 
Um, I also write a weekly planner article where I on man, when do I write it? Uh, Thursday nights I write it. So it comes out Friday on Fantasy Pros, and I kind of look at the next week's worth of matchups, and I point out the matchups I like and don't like, and what players from those matchups I really like. I need everybody to understand that the so the Atlanta Braves are good. You don't need me to tell you that. The Atlanta Braves are very good, and they play probably the easiest weekly matchup I have seen all year. Uh, <laughs> they play three games at Detroit, and so Detroit's – let me get their numbers. Detroit's pitching is well, terrible this year. And while, while you're getting that up, uh, Eddie Rosario is a brave outfielder I picked up and someone that I was going to pick up and someone else got before me, uh, Marcelo Zuna. He's on a – Eight-game hit streak, two home runs in his past four games. So he's hitting the ball well. Got moved up from seventh in the lineup to six, up to five, five tonight. So yeah, uh, they have they have at Detroit and then the Rockies at home. It'll be, it'll be better if it was at Colorado, but I mean the Rockies pitching staff isn't good anyway. Yep. Uh, so Detroit, they're pitching. They're pitching staff. They're 25th in pitching plus and 29th out of 30 teams in stuff plus. Colorado is 30th in pitching plus and 30th in stuff plus. They're literally like, like two... pitching minus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're like, the, it's like the worst combo of pitching you could face in like the best way for a team like Atlanta. So yeah, Eddie Rosario is one of my favorite pickups for this week, especially since May 28th, he's hitting 326, three doubles, a triple three home runs, eight runs and eight RBIs. So he's hitting really well. He hasn't walked a single time, which not the biggest fan of, but his strikeout rate's down to 26%. And he's hitting in the heart of that order, believe it or not. They have all those boppers out there in Atlanta, and he is consistently hitting uh, fifth in that lineup. So a lot of run scoring ability there, a lot of RBI ability. And it wouldn't surprise me if he came out of it with a couple home runs, just because, again, th those pitching stats are so bad that they're facing next week. And Orlando Arcia. Uh, he's somebody we've been on for, it feels like since the beginning of the, the year, and he just keeps hitting. The power's not necessarily there that you hope for, but he's hitting over 300 this year. He is batting ninth, which does limit his at-bats for fantasy purposes, but uh, he is making the most of the at-bats that he's getting, and again, against a team that is, or teams that are as bad at pitching, like Colorado, like Detroit, uh, guys like Orlando Arcia and Eddie Rosario should have an easy, easy, easy path to some pretty significant fantasy contributions this week. Yeah, and uh, we're also brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. The Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts go do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made out of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Need to get some of that anti-stick for your uh, fantasy baseball team, perhaps, there. Um, if you need some uh, Bird Dog shorts here, you can go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code pool, that's P-O-O-L, for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash P-O-O-L for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. 
All right, another uh, quick closer note. Uh, Scott McGow for the Diamondbacks got a, a two-out save on Sunday. Uh, they have Chafin there. They have Miguel Castro. Both been struggling. Uh, apparently, Miguel has not allowed a uh, run in his last 11 and a third innings while striking out 17. ERA is down to 2.97, whip under one. So could be a guy to look for in Arizona uh, if you look for saves. Love that. I need I need saves in TGFBI so bad. So I know I missed out on some more saves in the fab this weekend. But next go around, I'm going to try and pick up some more cheap saves like that when I get the chance. Uh, Dylan, how do you guys feel about Fernando Tatis Jr.? Uh, I think he's incredible. He's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. is this like a trick question? Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, did something happen? Is he not not playing well? No, he's got. A- Honestly, I think top five pick next year, and he could. Yeah. He's potentially top five player the rest of the way with how good he is and how he's been heating up. Yeah, average or, or Yahoo has like average stats like over the like the whole course of the season. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he's like his rank is like in the in the 30s or in the 50s. But so yeah, Tatis is just just awesome. I'm very happy that he was able to bounce back. Hopefully, he can put the uh, the PEDs and the motorcycles behind him and put some yeah. uh, baseballs in the seats. Uh, speaking of putting baseballs in seats, uh, getting into my deeper league waiver wire uh guys i got my eye on this week ryan noda for the oakland athletics is i don't know why he is as low rostered as he no is duh. <laughs> you're on fucking fire today <laughs> uh so this year uh ryan noda has a 15 percent barrel rate 45 and a half percent hard hit rate and 91.1 mile per hour average average exit velocity and he's walking i mean we'll round it up to 20 percent. it's 19.8 percent. he has the second highest walk rate in baseball behind juan soto and he's making incredible contact so far this year 13 doubles a triple seven home runs the strikeout rate sucks so take it how you want it's like a 31 percent k rate but he has kind of come out of nowhere and the combination of really high walk rate and then a 15% barrel rate is no joke. He had the second highest barrel rate for the month of May, the entire month of May, Ryan Noda. So Oakland might suck, but Ryan Noda has actual fantasy relevance. And I think he's owned in under, under 20% of leagues on all formats. 16% on Yahoo. He is rostered in my, my 12 team league, so I can't pick him up there, but yeah, the only thing that gives me pause with him is that, I mean, he could be like a Joey Manessis type where he comes out of nowhere and hits for a bunch of home runs in mm-hmm. his age 27 season. But but like last, the, he was on the Dodgers the past two years. So 2021, double A, he hit 29 home runs in 113 games. Last year, he hit 25 home runs in 135 games. So like, I just wonder why he never really got a chance there or why they didn't keep him around there knowing that they were losing some some guys to free agency and had some struggles filling that outfield but maybe it was just the odd man out maybe there was something that in in his swing that didn't like and he's found it ops Mm -hmm. 862 like you said oakland is not good but they have these guys brent rooker was great for a while he's still rosterable ryan notice now now doing well so yeah in this it's a bad lineup but yeah, you got to pitch drum. I mean, they're going to score some runs. They're going to win some yep. games. So yeah, I mean, yeah, go 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 pick up Ryan Nota if you need uh, some power from first base or outfield. And then probably uh, the deepest, deepest league edition I have for you guys this week would be 
Emmanuel Rivera of the Arizona Diamondbacks third base. So I'm going to preface this by saying I don't know how long that he is going to be fantasy relevant for because he splits platoon like platoon time against lefties with Evan Longoria. So like they have whoever that that plays against righties and then him and Evan Longoria split time against lefties. They're a, they're a split platoon. Yes. And so does he, I does don't he, know how does he DH? No. But the thing is so he, he started has, most of their games recently. Yeah, he has hits in uh, I got to do quick math. He has hits in 11 of their last 13 games. Uh, and he's sitting in that time frame. He's hitting 422 with five doubles, scored 11 runs, eight RBIs, and he stole a base. He doesn't have any power. So you got to take it how you want. He reminds me kind of uh, like Mauricio Dubon of the Houston Astros. So uh, Emmanuel Rivera has has fantasy relevance in deeper leagues. Especially for a guy that nobody's even really heard of. No offense. I, honest to God, I had never heard of Emmanuel Rivera before I started doing my research this weekend. I'm glad I did my research because I did pick him up. But as long as he's playing, he's hitting the ball really well. And Arizona is fucking killing it. So there's a lot of counting stat opportunities there, especially in the run scoring department. So yeah, Emmanuel Rivera, he's probably owned in like 1% of leagues. So if you need like a really deep guy, it, that's probably the one to go for. Okay, four percent of leagues on Yahoo is a four-game set with the Phillies uh, tonight. It's Matt Strom, so he should be starting as a lefty. Wheeler tomorrow, Ranger Suarez on Wednesday, and Nola Thursday. So, ideally, Wheeler, Wheeler, and Nola be, be, have two good starts for the Phillies, but you never know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Rivera, he bats second, bats second or third or fifth when whenever he's he's starting. So. Great, great find. I mean, I, I can't can't say anything more than that. <laughs> yeah, he, he's one of those guys that would get overlooked. He's not going to show up at the top of your waiver wire charts or that sort of thing. You you would have to really search to find somebody like that. Yeah, I, I think he has twelve team league um, value. If you really need somebody, ten teams, I'd probably stay away because ten team leagues, you probably got somebody better. But like a twelve team or deeper league, there's some use there as long as he's getting at bats. If his playing time starts to dwindle a little bit, it'll likely move on because, like we said, he's already half half of a half of a platoon. So you take it take it how you want, but he's Emmanuel Rivera is worth a pickup. He's got a great beard too, so I mean, you can't you can't go wrong oh. adding a good good beard to your team. You, you can never go wrong um, with a little bit of facial hair. Yeah, the uh, the other guy you mentioned, Mauricio Dubon, he's still I think under rostered in Yahoo leagues. It's, up mm-hmm. to 28%, which is up 12% apparently this week. But 0 for 4 on Sunday. Before that, 2 for 5, 2 for 7, 3 for 4, 2 for 4. Had a hit streak going there. So play second short outfield and get that middle infield spot for you guys out there. So, yeah, if you're looking for help there, he's still batting atop that lineup, even with Altuve back. I'm not sure what they're dealing with right now because they haven't been as good as they should be. But, yeah, yeah the last out. Who's out? Jordan. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dubon's a good pickup there as well. Uh, and then, okay, on to pitchers that we like. I mean, my favorite my favorite single part pitcher, or geez, single start pitcher of the week. I had a stroke there for a second. My favorite single start pitcher of the week, Rich Hill, old Dick Mountain, as I apparently called him in my Fantasy Pros article. Uh, he starts on Wednesday. 
at home against Colorado. Colorado is not good away from Coors Field. There's a lot to like there. He's, again, flying under the radar a bit. Ryan's been on him for weeks now. Uh, he's Love not overpowering anybody. Everybody loves a good... Uh, I'm not going to finish that sentence. But yeah, he's not overpowering anybody, but he's consistent and he's an innings eater for sure. And yeah, I, I love him starting on Wednesday against Colorado. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can go into two-star pitchers here, but this week it's tough to find streamable two-star options because there's a lot of aces starting on Tuesday, which is the the two-star day. Um, looking at who's available in my league, Jameson Tyon is rostered in 20% of Yahoo leagues. His ERA is over seven, so not not the greatest matchup. But he is at home against Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know if I can add, can advise to pick him up. Chase Anderson for the Rockies in Boston. He's been surprisingly decent. He he had uh, yeah. three or four good straight starts in a row until he allowed a few runs there to the Giants, but still got seven strikeouts in five and a third. Uh, Patrick Corbin has been up and down this year, surprisingly after being horrific last year. But he's down in Houston. That's a tough start for him. So there's no really great two-star pitchers that, that, that I see, uh, at least starting tomorrow. Reese Olsen for the Tigers has two decent starts so far. He's pitching against the Braves. But, yeah, I, I would not try to pick up someone to keep him for two starts this week. Just go day by day, find those best, mat- best matchups, and you can find those matchups at our uh, Substack, fakebaseball.substack.com. Yeah, we're going to have all kinds of – Good info up there. If you haven't checked it out, go check that out right now. Ryan's going to be doing a lot of picture streamer stuff. We're going to have everything your heart desires up there. Um, is Tanner Bybee, is he still – I got to check his roster He's still right starting. Now. He He's rostered in 52% of Yahoo leagues. 52% of Yahoo, which means he's mm-hmm. probably like 30% on ESPN. <laughs> you know what? I, I like him – as an option for a two-star pitcher. This oh yeah, week. he starts tomorrow. Yeah, that's yeah, starting tomorrow man. against San Diego. Tougher matchup, but still very winnable. Yeah, twenty-one percent on ESPN. Um, on, I, honestly, God, I don't know who he starts against later in the week, but I think he is a great two-start pitcher this week. He has, he has great stuff, and it seems like he is in the roster for the long run. I was very hesitant about him early on just because they have kind of a plethora of pitchers to put in that lineup. And I wasn't ever really sure who was going to stay, who was going to go him, Logan Allen, whatever, Tristan McKenzie's back. But it seems like uh, Cleveland has made a way for Logan Allen and Tanner Bybee to both stay up at the major league level because they're both producing. I mean, in his last start, five innings, gave up one earned run, struck out two against Boston. And then before that at Minnesota, five, Innings, three earned runs, six strikeouts. He's only given up more than three earned runs one time, and that was back on May 8th against Detroit. Everything else besides that is all one or two runs. With decent strikeout stuff, too. So, yeah, Tanner Bybee's a guy to keep an eye on for Tuesday for for a good potential two-star pitcher, but that's the only real one I see. Maybe Dean Kremer for the Orioles, uh, yeah, maybe? I, I, I picked him up in uh, the SGPN league to get a two-star pitcher there. I don't know who he's going against, but... Orioles have always treated me well. Uh, let me let me check real quick who he's going against. <laughs> I he think it's uh, Toronto and, on Tuesday. Oh, he Toronto, yeah, Toronto tomorrow, and then the Cubs at Chicago. So, oh, okay, not the greatest matchups, but he's he's been decent this year. He's been he's been okay. Um, yeah. Also, one of the maybe. Uh, what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on uh, AJ Smith Shaver's start there against the Nationals? He's starting against the Tigers on Wednesday. It looks like. 
Um, it went about how I expected. I think I was damn near spot on on how I thought he was going to do. He went five innings. What five innings struck out two? Uh, I I thought he would strike out three, maybe four max in five innings. Um, I think so. He is better than that. Just to throw that out there, the day uh, game Wednesday too. Throw, throw that on in the background if you work from home. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I, I think he's very good, and I think a lot of people are going to look at his start and see that, man, he only went five innings, only struck out twice or two people. That's not that great. But, again, you need to keep in mind that uh, the Washington Nationals, for as not great as they are, they are the best team in baseball when it comes to not striking out. And I think it's like over the last three weeks, they're fifth or fourth in baseball in batting average. So, like, that's what they do. They put the bat on the ball. They have no power. So they don't score a ton of runs, but they don't strike out. So for him to go five innings and strike a couple of batters out is cool. He's got a good pitch mix, okay. uh, and he's yeah. not over. Go ahead. I'll just say Tigers. Tigers strike out the seventh most at nine point one times per game. So, oh yeah, they average a strikeout an inning. Maybe we can see him his get his get his uh, case per nine up. I would love to see that, especially he's a guy that has uh, fastball dominant, but not overly fifty two percent on the fastball, which is cool. It does not miss a lot of bats with this fastball, but slider 37% usage rate with a 35% whiff rate. That's pretty damn good. And that slider has a batting average against of just 167. His fastball has a batting average against of 118 and the expected batting averages are both under 200 as well. So, I mean, that's the thing with Spencer Strider. He's very fastball slider. Like that's what he just fucking kills you with. I don't want to say Smith Shaver is, uh, the second so coming, Cy Young but... Award and the going or rookie of the year I'm gonna go put the uh, my uh, some some bet on it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot to like there, especially in in these matchups like facing Detroit this week. Mm-hmm. I think if somebody was kind of scared away by the low strikeout rate last last game, you can take advantage of that and add them to the roster. And you shouldn't be scared away by no by if you if you if you go up no runs, you can get no strikeouts and I'll be happy. Get get, get the ERA mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of that, I think that's all. That's all I've got for you guys today. Mm-hmm. Look at another uh, Jaime Jaime Barria Barria for the Angels, who I think was a reliever for most of his career, has has been starting this year. For he's been a starter. He was a reliever. He was a starter to start his career. Then he was a reliever. Now he's back to being a starter. He's got back to back five five innings. Got a win. Got three strikeouts. Got six strikeouts. So going at Texas, so not not the greatest matchup for for anybody. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's pretty much what I got. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but make sure you guys check us out again on the Substack, fakebaseball.substack.com. You can check out a lot of the work that we're putting up there as we, uh, I mean, I don't want to say slowly putting stuff up there because this week is going to be content, very content heavy for us getting stuff up there. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at fake baseball, the coolest at on Twitter. Uh, check us out on YouTube and Twitch as well at Fake Baseball Money. If you guys just give us a, a like or whatever, it, it goes a long way towards helping us out. Might not seem like much to you guys, but just the half a second it takes to click like means the world to us. And make sure you uh, check out the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Lots of good talk in there. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya.